0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gamecast. And we have found a long lost member. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. So, I think it's been like
1: what, nearly a year? I think it has been about that, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, but surely with the pandemic, and Darren doesn't live near us. Wait, there's a pandemic? I have not gone anywhere. I never <laughs> left my house. Just my, found me in the same place I always was, just sitting in my chair. I felt yeah. like I did nothing but work and stay inside. Yeah, man, all the days are just blending into one. Mm. you know, but like I think to like to an extent it was kind of like that before the pandemic as well and it's not symptomatic of the pandemic it's symptomatic of just not living life to the full I think. <laughs> before the pandemic,
0: mm. I was sitting inside, may play a video game, go for a walk, come home watch a movie. Mm. Then when they announced the world was shutting down, my my first instinct was like, oh no, I can't go to the cinema, I can't go to for a walk on the beach and then I was thinking I didn't do those things anyway trying to do more now
1: it's an exercise in gratefulness you know it's kind of making you realize what you don't have you know you don't know what you have till it's gone that kind of thing it's cliche for a reason so
0: anyway we're here to talk about gaming and other related media so darren it's been a long time i'm sure you've got through a rake of games
1: certainly have i finally got around to playing the evil within over halloween there i Um, see i've
0: seen that on steam actually that you keep coming up yeah, yeah,
1: like I played it very briefly before and I got my ass handed to me by the first sadist in the game, one of the kind of sub-bosses in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend Max recommended it years ago um, and coming up to Halloween, it was sitting there in my library and I was like, yeah, I know I'm going to like it if I actually just force myself through that part with the sadist. Uh, and I was right, I got addicted to it really fast. It's it's weirdly janky at a lot of parts. Um like, just the, the movement is kind of janky and the performance isn't exactly the best. I had to do a few tweaks to get it working because it was, like, zooming in really close whenever I tried to crank it up to 4K. Um, and even at 4K, it's very choppy. So, in the end, I just settled with 1440p. But, um, yeah, it was it was really, really enjoyable. It was very, like, Resident Evil 4-y.
0: I was about to say, Resident Evil 4 yeah. or 5. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that gameplay. Yeah. But... Um...
1: It's more like action horror rather than survival horror. Yeah. But, yeah. They Did manage to play up the survival well enough because the ammo is genuinely really scarce. In
0: it. I've never played it, but I've watched full walkthroughs of it, mm. and they literally give you no bullets, yeah, nothing like in most games. The parts where they give you like a, a special weapon that you never use, you literally mm. have to use every weapon in Evil Within. You really I, do,
1: yeah, you, you really, really do. Like, there's been parts where like I was in like a tight hallway and using the sniper rifle isn't ideal obviously because of the way it zooms in Yeah. Uh, but I had to because (laughs) it was literally the only ammo I had Yeah. and then you know I managed to push through that part and I get to the next room and there's this big feast of like 10 whole bullets and I'm like oh Christmas came early you know the the absolute dopamine rush of like struggling through a tough part and then getting all those delicious delicious 6 bullets or so (laughs) brilliant What what do you think of the plot of that game? um it was i mean it was cool but it was kind of told in a weird way like i could it was it was a bit too cerebral at some parts it, there were some parts where i was just like so is is the real world screwed and we're in like this little like psychic dimension or is the world is is the ruins of crimson city like is that in the psychic dimension and the real world is okay it was, it was kind of weirdly told.
0: If I remember correctly, um, at the start of the game, mm. there's no kind of... Right, you're into this horror matrix world. Mm. It, you just kind of slowly blend into it, and then you realise where you are. Pretty it doesn't give you any of kind of definite moment. Mm. Where, are you going to play the second one? Yeah. second one has it much more... Right, you're going in.
1: Oh, it's much more clear, It's yeah. much
0: more clear, and it shows that they, they instead of like being on mystical and all, it's more like the business aspect of it. Did you finish the game?
1: Oh, I did, yeah. Um, I don't think I'll go near the DLC because I'm kind of... I'm just at my limit with it. And I tried playing the start of the assignment and it was a bit too stealth-focused. And, like, it's very stealth-focused. Yeah, like... W- uh, with the level I'm at at the game now, like I've had the Evil Within experience and I'm quite done with it. So the idea of having to push through like a stealth-focused one, because I get very impatient with stealth games, it's, it, the idea of that was too much for me. So I'm just like, no, I've had enough onto two. But first I'm going to play Control, so
0: you're saying control
1: control yeah absolutely brilliant yeah
0: we talked about this on one of the very first podcasts hmm. where i said i had control and you said you were dying to play it so explain to everyone your setup the way you have it all going which yeah. are 8k ray tracing everything <laughs> i do not have that no i have a 3060
1: which is like the like the worst RTX card the worst like of the 3000 series you can get um but it's running pretty well um i have it running at like 1440p native and it's around 1080p DLSS so that's saving me a lot of room to crank up the ray tracing even then i'm not getting full 60 now you know i'm hovering around 60 at some parts and then some parts it gets very choppy like kind of 40ish um but it's so gorgeous that i don't even care and it doesn't even feel like really juddery or anything it doesn't become unplayable um you know, there's probably, like, PC Mastery's people out there that's, like, uh, below 60, unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, come on. But, uh, yeah, it runs really, really well. And the the lighting is, is so, so gorgeous. Like, just, there's this dude at the start, this random janitor dude, just mopping up the floor. And if you look at the floor from a certain light, you can see the brush strokes of his mop over the wet surface. And all the reflections of everything in it. Yeah. It is ridiculously good looking. And, of course, it just really hits the spot for me because it's the closest to, like, a AAA SCP Foundation game we're possibly going to get. There's been a million and one SCP fan games and animations, but no AAA one that could really show, like, the scale and depth of, like, an organization like that. But Control comes pretty close. When
0: I played it, I was just so out of my depth. I'm pretty sure I would have been more forgiving of it, but when I played it, it was really choppy and the PlayStation 4 just couldn't hack it. It was a base model PS4, wasn't able to do it. But it's out on PC now and might give it another go, maybe. Do the enemies become less generic?
1: Um, Yeah, there's a decent enough variety. It's mainly just mutated people. Red men. Red men. It's the staff who have been mutated, but they've all been mutated to a sufficient degree that it isn't just like Red Man 1 followed by level 10 more durable Red Man. It's actually... There's different types of enemies. There's ones that fly around and hurl objects at you. I got killed by that one. There's ones that shield... Uh, There's an invisible one that sneaks around and only appears when it's about to do like a close range attack. So you have to kind of keep your wits about you and be able to dodge and do enough damage to him before he disappears again. Uh, Yeah, so it's it's not bad now.
0: Can you see the mechanics working for a Doctor Strange style game?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, would be fucking cool. Yeah, the dimensionality and the graphics as well with the ray tracing and the lighting of all the magic effects from Doctor Strange. I could really see that working. Um, And then just, you know, for basic like telekinetic attacks or whatever, sure. Yeah. Uh change the gunplay into like, you know, magic bolts. Yeah, exactly, change yeah. the shield power into like the magic shield thing they do. Yeah, it's perfectly it's translated. Good that's a state. nice parallel. Yeah. Eighty yep. percent of the work is already done if they if they want to go down that road, yeah. I would Just love to see it.
0: Don't give Square Enix another shot at a Marvel game. Although Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be better received than the Avengers.
1: Um I ha- I've only saw like the trailer of it. And what I saw just really didn't impress me at all. Like, I just... I'm so done with, like... Like, is it is it multiplayer? Is it a multiplayer? No, no, no. single campaign only. Oh, okay, okay. It's less of
0: a cash grab this time.
1: Would you say it's a cash grab to an extent all the same?
0: They're definitely cashing in. Like, would we have, would we have got Guardians of the Galaxy game ten years ago?
1: Nah. The combat just looks really generic to me. Yeah. It just seems like... Like there's there's nothing even wrong with the way they approached it. Like the guardians are a team and they use all their different abilities in sync with each other, and that's where their strength lies in terms of combat. But like, I'm just to me, it looks the same kind of energy as like uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. It just looks really generic. It's just all flash and no impact.
0: You're playing for cutscenes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, Uh,
1: and some people are like it's they say like oh i don't mind games like that you know sometimes i, I want to come home from work and i just want to sit on the couch and just turn my brain off uh those are the same people who play things like dynasty warriors and things like that the most valuable thing you have is your time and i just hate the idea of anyone wasting their time button mashing on something brainless like if you watch a brainless show you're at least taking information in you know but with a game it's it, it, i don't know it just it feels different to me. Oppose
0: this to you then. What about the games like the Lego series? Hmm. Would those be considered like waste of time too?
1: Once upon a time, I wouldn't have said that. Uh, like I still love Lego Star Wars. Like even to this day, I still go back to it. Uh, but there's a kind of magic that's lost from modern Lego games. They became way too, like, corporate. Mm-hmm. You know, there is this like cashing in on kids kind of energy to it. And like, look, you could say that that's always been the case, but that sort of collect-a-thon stuff is missing from a lot of games nowadays so the old school stuff that you could like 100% and had this cute charm and the graphics are actually surprisingly good for the time as well for such a simplistic style of Lego that was grand but now the new games is just like it's nearly ubified. there's nearly too much stuff to it and it's literally just like buy this to keep your kid occupied give us money
0: I would put it to you would, you be, would it be fair to say that the old Lego games got a Lego game on merit rather than just being the next big release. So, Star Wars. Yeah. There was a game to be made there. Lord of the Rings, there was a game to be made there. Yeah. Indiana Jones, not really. I know it was kind of good, but they made a second one for no reason. But then they're blowing it out of the water with, like, Lego worlds, and it's like 20 euro for a figure.
1: That you get a two hour level out of. Like at some point, it just, there was this unstoppable avalanche of Lego that just kept on coming. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just got, I got, immediately got burnt out in it. Like, uh, I think the last, the most recent one I played would have been like Lego Harry Potter, I think. And even that, like, I, I was like, I loved the idea of like exploring a Lego Hogwarts because, you know, I still love Harry Potter. Um, And the graphics were actually really good. Like, you know, when you activate Lumos and it has that lovely glow around you and everything. Like, there was plenty I loved about it. But there was just too much to do. And I'm just like, "I, I can't do this. There was a time when I could have, but as an adult man, I'm just like, no, I can't fucking, I can't enjoy this. I enjoyed it for a bit, but then when I saw just how much there was to do, I'm just like, nah, I'm done. This doesn't have the same magic.
0: What's another game that you look back on really fondly, but you just can't play it again because there was just so much to do?
1: um hmm. probably grand theft auto one of the old grand theft autos like i used to love playing them back the day, back in the day but um i never actually got through the main story or anything i literally just fucked around just driving up and down uh vice beach on like a, a dirt bike or whatever in Vice city um never actually managed to get through the story or anything years later i do want to but now that i know just how much busy work there is in the game and also ...being spoiled by like the fluidity of modern games.
0: It's like Mm. Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. When you think back, it was a great game at the time. Mm. And there was uh, so many more features than Assassin's Creed 1 had. If you were to go back and play it now... ...all you're doing is... ...trail this person, don't be seen. Mm. uh, Assassinate this person from a distance. Or run away. And it's just the same thing over and over again. Mm. I, in recent years, went back and played the first few chapters... And in one mission, they literally have you carry a box for Leonardo da Vinci, and that's the mission. I, just, I was like, "What is this muck?" It's mad, isn't it? We're spoiled all these years later. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't even play an Assassin's Creed now because it's just too. There's too much. Mm. When they released Origins.
1: Yeah, look, like, it, I was never interested in Assassin's Creed purely because of how like ubiquitous it was. Like you couldn't get away from it. It was like Call of Duty. It was just one of those like lad games. Mm-hmm. You know. You didn't play it because it was a good game. You played it because all your friends were playing it. right? That's the way I always saw it. I tried to play the first one. And I was bored to tears. It was so... Not not fluid. Like All the magazines were like, Oh my god, the parkour is so fluid. You probably yeah. glide across the rooftops. And then I played it and I was like, This is actually quite slow. I was expecting Prince of Persia mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It was actually kind of janky. And then it was like... You know, you had to go through the rest of the world. And I was expecting all kinds of secrets and unlockables and stuff. And it was literally just main quest and collect flags. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, oh, this is it. This is, this is what people are hyping up and calling the game of the year and stuff. So I was, I was inter- incredibly disappointed. Um,
0: I remember, actually, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, right. um, You said the magazines, the, the, like the PlayStation magazines, they used mm. to be everywhere. Yeah. One of those got released... And the cover was Assassin's Creed with Altair on the cover. And inside, in the main article, it said, you've just killed a man. What will you do? And the, the panic and urgency that expressed made it seem like it was going to be such a big deal. that like You've mm. just killed someone. You need to get away and all. You literally like run down the street and you get away from the villains.
1: Years and years later, the PS4 came out. And um, I got a loan of uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag off of James. And I was like, oh, Assassin's Creed Pirates. That's, that's an intriguing concept. I'll give it a go. Uh, so I got a loan of it off him and I fired it up and within minutes I was like it's the same shit it's the same shit again like all these years and they haven't changed because clearly people have just thrown so much money at them that they just can't be arse changing they don't have to you know if it isn't broke don't fix it they're making their money so they're happy so I'm just like no I do not care for Assassin's Creed and then I saw they're making the like Greek one and the Egyptian one Mm -hmm. and it's not even Assassin's Creed anymore it's literally just like mythology shit with vague Relations to it, so yeah. You, you may as well, It's it's a different game, but they're just putting the Assassin's Creed logo on it because people will buy it because of the Assassin's Creed logo. People who have spent this much money on it so far are going to keep on buying it. You
0: know, I got um Valhalla hmm. that came out just because I do like the Norse mythology.
1: Yeah,
0: I got about six hours into it and they didn't scratch past the 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 hmm. tutorial area.
1: Okay, I haven't... I, I've not looked into it at all, but let me guess. Your character's name is Ragnar? No. Oh. No. Oh.
0: They can't call it Ragnar because you're able to pick a female or a male.
1: Oh.
0: So they pick... Give you... What, what, what would you call it? A non-binary name? Ivor.
1: Oh, that's... Well... That's, that's just, the just the Viking the name of like Charlie or Alex kind of... Yeah. yeah. And
0: then you pick the male or the female. And um, it was just... It was gorgeous looking. It was mm. absolutely gorgeous looking. But I just thought, this game is supposed to take up to 50 plus hours. I don't want have that time to be arsing about up in mountains. <laughs> and um, they introduced a new like level-up system. So like, Some missions you can't even take on until you're a certain strength. And even then, if you take it on straight away, you're going to get your ass kicked. So just, how is this fun? Oh, yeah. Another one, in Assassin's Creed Origins they introduced like these bounty hunters who would come after you and they're like level fucking 80 and you're like level three and you just have to run as soon as they come near you. And I was like, I don't want to be on edge when I'm not even in a mission. I just want to run around.
1: So. Yeah, that's a big pitfall of open world games is constantly throwing mobs at you. Yeah, Gets very boring. Um, the, the Your character, uh, the guy on the front cover, looks unbelievably generic. It's like if you're going to make a Norse game, the starter pack is like Shaved sides, right? But the hair on top going back, like in you know, like a Viking mullet kind of thing. Uh, beard, big old beard, right? Uh, tw- uh, put into a tail, optional. Okay? Yeah. Uh, braided, braided, optional. Um, fluffy clothes, you know, to survive the cold, harsh climate. But always bare arms. For some reason, <laughs> Skyrim did it. Uh, the, the Assassin's Creed uh, Viking did it. Uh, Viking Battle for Asgard did it. Though that was a pretty good game. Um, there was some new Rune game as well. Rune is like going back years. It's kind of like a Viking uh, Tomb Raider. Um, pretty good old games. Um, the character of that is unfortunately called Ragnar. Uh, <laughs> so the new one, uh, there was some, some one that was completely like off the radar. No one saw it coming and they released it on Steam. But it just looks like Pound Shop God of War. So nobody touched it. Uh, but yeah, bare arms. Always a thing in Viking games to show how tough you are. To survive the cold and show off the guns but also you know you still have to the, cook the, the the wool and stuff yeah because it's aesthetic it's
0: like me some days when i'm going to the shop and i'm wearing a big jacket and shorts and my father says what the hell are you doing <laughs> like, i just wasn't arse getting changed
1: <laughs> no father i am yeah. wolf guard brunhild
0: <laughs> so you've been busy on your other channel yes mate i have been yes and tell us
1: tell us about that project i'm busier than a cat burying shit on concrete mate. <laughs>
0: I had a feeling on that and would pop up through this video.
1: So yeah, I, uh, I released my latest video for uh, Jack Month, as it's called. So Jack Month is a big community-wide celebration of the upcoming 20th anniversary of Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. Uh, so it was organized by Powercell Zeke. Uh, he's a, a quite big figure in the community. He put together the uh, Jack and Daxter archive website, which contains the Design Bibles, and soundtracks and stuff of all the different games. There's loads of like concept art and you know ideas that never made it into the game. Loads of stuff. It's like a historical vault of like Jack and Daxter stuff, you know. So he got that. He got Jack month going. So for all the month of November, uh, people make like videos, streams, speedruns, art, music, the works. And uh, they just release it with the hashtag Jack month, and um, you know everybody just like celebrates at the same time so that leads up to December the 3rd which is the actual anniversary mm-hmm. um, so yeah I, I do my Jack and or lore theories so for this one I wanted to do it a little bit special a little bit different so I teamed up with two artists from the community um, Shayvon Roberts aka Draco Riot Art 95 and Stevie Gally Art aka Activoid so I got in touch with them through Facebook and Discord respectively and uh, they basically did up some art pieces that I could put in the video and kind of better illustrate some of the theories I had uh, about Jack and Axer. So the latest episode is about uh, it's a level that you wouldn't think would have that much lore to it, but I went all out and I basically made like a ton of lore about the precursors creating the world in the game. So it goes back like possibly billions of years into the Jack and Axer timeline. So it was a lot of fun working with them. It was really cool putting their art in. It was you know it was it was something different. It was a really great experience.
0: Did it feel more like a production this time? It, it, it than, did,
1: yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, working with people in the community, you know, because we all love Jack and Daxter. So working with other people to combine our skills and the way we see the Jack and Daxter universe, combining those together into the one thing, uh, it was really special, you know.
0: And you're very detailed with those videos, mm. as in every every single aspect of the video is captured footage that you've tweaked some way to make it brighter, more attractive looking, all the scripts, everything. Yeah. So you're starting today. When do you have the final product, roughly?
1: How long does one video take you to make? Um, yeah, it depends. Um, so I would write it first. Yeah. And then I would get all the footage. Uh, then I'd record my voiceover Um, then I'd get supplementary stuff like artwork or sound effects and stuff you know I kind of I would peruse YouTube and use like royalty free kind of stuff sometimes Um, so once I have everything the editing part is actually very quick I could could get a video done in like a day Mm -hmm. once I have everything ready Uh, but it's actually just recording it and writing it and stuff takes time so like like a week or two tops but I love to arse around because that's who I am as a person so you know, I would I would take time before I get into it, but it's not unproductive time because I daydream about it a lot. Yeah. So I would actually come up with the theories in those times, and a lot of the theories I have are theories that I've had for years anyway, since like first playing the game on PS two. Uh, so a lot of them are already there, uh, but I would dream up a lot and like think of the best way to write it, and the best way to frame it, and the best footage to go with it. So there's a lot of daydreaming, and then the actual thing takes far less time.
0: <laughs> and they're all the theories? They're your own theories? Or are they ones that you've kind of went,
1: actually? They're, they're mostly my own now. A few of them um, have been inspired by things other people have said. Um, you know, I, have, I run the Jack and Daxter lore Discord. So there's quite a few people in there that would drop some really, really cool ideas that uh, would definitely go on to influence future theories that I have. Um, a few of them have definitely made their way into the videos um, I can't think of any off the top of my head now but like in all the videos I've released so far there are definitely theories that I have like learned and built on from other people in the community um, and then other stuff is I'm drawing on information that's readily available yeah. uh, so for example uh, the villain Gol, um, his part of his costume is that like he's weighed down by like these metal spheres that are attached to his waist and stuff they're never addressed in the game they're never spoken about but in the jack and daxter design bible available on the archive that power Cell zeke made um the original concept was that he is actually weighed down by cannonballs they're actually cannonballs and they weigh him down to stop him floating away because the dark eco is so it's so powerful that like he can't stop himself from floating away but it's also a cool part of his design because it shows that he's, like, literally weighed down by the warping influence of Dark Ego. So he's, like, imprisoned or enchained by it, you know? Um, so I wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for the design bible. So in that way, that wasn't my theory. It was me putting that in and, mm-hmm. like building on it. Yeah.
0: So how far are you through the first game in terms of videos? Because for me, I don't... I. I've always said I've never played Jack and Daxter. Hmm. So how long? I, I watch every video anyway, just because the scenery is gorgeous. Hmm. And um, then I have to ask him afterwards, what's going on. Um, so Jack, one, you're after doing a good few videos now. How much more is there?
1: Yeah, so I was, I'm what eight episodes in. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm just under halfway. So I have uh, Lost River City, Swamp, Mountain Pass, Volcano Crater, Spider Cave, Snowy Mountain uh latitude and a so yeah another nine another nine another nine levels um another nine levels in the first game are you gonna take a break then or i might take a bit of a break before i move on to the other games um a lot of the stuff i wanted to talk about was mainly like precursor stuff yeah uh and there's a lot less precursor stuff in the later games
0: so you're pretty much gonna to have to have a new focus
1: different formula I think yeah um, so rather than do like a level by level because uh, Jack 2 and 3 like there are a lot more Grand Theft Auto Week, so they would have a lot of missions that take place in the same levels with different enemies and stuff so if I was to go through it just level by level there wouldn't be that much to do mm-hmm. uh, so I was thinking of actually just doing like big sweeping things capturing multiple levels yeah in bigger videos so Haven City like you know you could say there's Haven City there's the pumping station, there's the sewers, there's the ruins of Dead Town, So I would like to talk about all of them in maybe one go, mm. cause doing level by level, there just won't be that much to talk about.
0: So let's say after the precursor stuff is done, you're gonna move on to like, we're gonna focus on this video to Haven City. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I getcha. Now there are one or two precursor locations. Uh, like in Jack 2, there's the Mountain Temple. So I think the Mountain Temple would get its own video. Yeah. Uh, but generally there's gonna be a lot less videos Because there just isn't as much theorizing to be done. Like, if I was to do a video on just the pumping station, it would only be, like, a few minutes long. Like, because there really just isn't that much to talk about. So Mm. if I just lump that in along with Haven City and Dead Town and stuff, we'd have a full-size video, and it doesn't saturate the channel with just, like, pointless videos. That was my next point. I was like, are you
0: afraid that you will oversaturate? Because there is a finite amount of material you can go to.
1: Yeah, I'm taking steps to not saturate the channel. Yeah and that's how I'm going to do it with Jack 2 is just do big sweeping videos about locations that are connected yeah so just Haven City Wasteland Mountain Temple that's it for Jack 2 I think off the top of my head Mm. Um, yeah then Jack 3 I could talk about like Asparagus and the precursor locations in the desert and stuff like that yeah well, will cross that bridge when I come to it yeah
0: it's a long way away where it sounds
1: like. The videos will be better looking in future as well because it turns out that on the emulator that I record on, I was using the wrong interlacing mode. So even though I was running it and recording it in 4K, it was still a bit too blurry. So it turns out by just pressing F5 over and over, you can cycle through the different interlacing methods. And eventually I landed on one that like completely got rid of the blur. And now it's like really crispy, genuine 4K. Perfect. (laughs) So yeah, all the videos going forward will be much better looking
0: I think at the end we should have like the grand finale mm. how you did it how 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 it went how you progressed yeah. that'd be cool so yeah at the end I expect <laughs> uh, a documentary how this was done
1: it's cool because as you go through each episode you can you can see like the mistakes that I make earlier on and you can see me getting better and better like mm-hmm. not making them and kind of getting used to the emulator more like a when I was using the flying camera, I thought it was literally just like, that was it. But it turns out you can mess with the field of view. So working in a bit of filmmaking theory, you can essentially like put on different lenses and get like different angles and different like field of views for different effects. You could fit more stuff into frame or like zoom in for added emphasis. There's so much you can do. Um, So you can see me like getting rid of the flaws and improving on what I can do with the emulator. As well so there's like a clear progression which i think i think is you know very satisfying
0: do you see any other franchise or game getting the treatment eventually down the line is there any game in your head that you would just kind of go i I maybe want to give that one a shot
1: um i think there's a debug mode available for ratchet and clank
0: we talked about this before though that that it just doesn't have the same the same attraction that Drack and Daxter
1: yeah it just doesn't really there's not enough stuff to theorise about because every single planet is different yeah like which which Jack and Daxter like you can feel the precursor's influence in most levels I would say uh, but then like Ratchet and Clank every single planet is different so there's less stuff to theorise about yeah. there's more grand sweeping stuff like there was a theory I saw on Reddit one time saying that the reason the Lombaxers are so advanced is because they're the only species in the setting that has like five fingers instead of like three like everything else so that dexterity allowed them to work more finely with machine theory the fact that
0: you did that so easily (laughs) (laughs) that's what i took away from that last paragraph
1: so so yeah like i would love to do something like that but there's just not enough material there Mm. unfortunately um but you're happy any, enough at the moment, yeah. Any setting that does have like you know really deep established lore generally has people covering it already. Mm-hmm. Like Dragon's Dogma. Um yeah, but your fan base is building. Yeah, so yeah, we'll see. If there's something out there that I can do, I will. Uh, but like if it's been done in a really good way already, and there's nothing I can add to the collective body of lore, then I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna bother. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in me doing like a Dark Souls lore video when there's like people like Vadi video out there already. You mentioned
0: that when we did the. How to Dark Souls video. Yeah. I actually I remember that name just because you snapped at me.
1: (laughs) No. Body video has already
0: done that. I was like, gee, how was I supposed to know? (laughs) But like I assume Bloodborne is done to death. Oh yeah. All those kind of games.
1: Yeah, it's all been covered. Like there's nothing that I can add to it. Yeah. Uh, so there's just really no point. It would just be saturating the body of knowledge at this point, you know.
0: Crazy that you were able to find the niche in Jack and (laughs) Dexter. That unexplored area.
1: Yeah, like I just, I never saw anything like that done before. Mm. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to do this. This has been on my mind for a while. I have nothing to lose by doing this. I'm sure someone out there will appreciate it. So yeah, but there's about 624 people who appreciate it now. So I thought it was
0: 20, 628 at the last time I checked.
1: Oh, I must have lost four. But anyway, 624 subscribers.
0: <laughs> I wanted a small video just to let you know that Darren was still alive. I'm doing well. So we will see you soon, hopefully. That was just a quick catch-up. Thank you very much. Please like and
1: subscribe. We'll see you again. See you next time.